Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's check in with Hoop Scoop, better known as Kevin McPherson, courtesy of Hogville.net. Yeah, I got to tell you, Kevin, I'm not sure if I've caught my breath yet from last night. <laughs> Well, it wasn't that long ago. That was a late start, and it and you had to wait till the last minute to figure out what was going to happen. And you know, once again, Arkansas invents ways that it's going to find a way to win. Yeah. Um, you know, it was so odd because you know the game before that, you had JD Note scoring thirty points to carry the team for so long before some of the other ones were able to chip in offensively. And then last night it was kind of the reverse. You had multiple guys carrying the hogs while J.D. was, you know, LSU credit credit that coaching staff for throwing that defense, effectively taking away the things that like J.D. likes to do, you know, on his driving angles, getting downhill, um, took a lot of that away and, and really forced other players to make plays. And I thought Arkansas did a good job of, of not trying to do too much Um offensively guys playing out of their comfort zones. I thought Arkansas did a good job of, you know, probing the defense and getting back cutters and guys playing above the rim, getting some, you know, making some opportunistic passes uh, around the basket. And that was the one area as bad as it was for Arkansas on the glass in that game. And it was bad uh, there. Uh, Offensive rebound, second chance points. Arkansas did a good job and actually was plus four in points in the paint. A big part of that, was I thought offensive patience, and when the ball went to the high post or, or, or you know, as Arkansas got closer to the basket, uh, they didn't take bad shots. They would wait for, for guys to cut or release and get an easier shot. You saw Devo Davis, J.D. Note as a playmaker, Jalen Williams, everybody got involved. And, um, you know, you, you talk about catching your breath, Randy. Every game is like this, it seems like, for Arkansas. They're not blowing things out. Uh, they're they're winning, but they're you know they've got to find ways to you know solve the puzzle at the end because it's it's it could go either way. It seems like just about every game now, um, but it, it goes Arkansas's way. And you know when Jalen Williams fouls out with four and a half minutes left, and you've seen Notay struggles, you're probably sitting there as an Arkansas fan going, "Well, this might be the night." Because when you look at LSU's personnel. That's one of the most talented teams, not only in the SEC, but the country. And they had two or three guys that were clicking. Uh, but they had a guy foul out. You know, the Easton fouls out, and I think that obviously helped Arkansas. But once again, the Razorbacks punch up the right play, the right plays at the right moments at both ends of the floor in the last couple of minutes, in the last two or three possessions of a game to swing things their way. And if you look at LSU, I mean, Pinson, you know, that last possession after Note turned it over, second-to-last possession, Pinson takes a shot from behind the three-line with 10 seconds left on the shot clock. They've got a one-point lead with the clock running down. Mm-hmm. And it forced, I think it was Gaines that got the offense rebound. The ball never hit the rim, so he thought he had to flip it up there. Uh-huh. But the clock still, they still had time to come down with the ball. Maybe Arkansas tries to foul or they get a better shot. And it just seems like every, whatever it boils down to, Arkansas's players are better positioned to make good plays and, and, and execute. And some of these other teams, not saying Arkansas got lucky there, I just think Arkansas is, is a better prepared team, and we see that play out over and over again in these critical game situations. We can say they were a little lucky. It's okay. You can say that. And because you're right. You need some. Not, not only could they have 
pulled it down and gotten a better situation. But they also fouled JT Note when he wasn't even close right. to being able to take a shot. So, right. uh, you know, that was a – and they do. It's interesting that uh, Musselman said after the game they slap a lot, which team – hey, when Arkansas was his height in the 90s, they did the same thing. So yeah. you get that, and that's how you get steals. But, boy, what a stupid foul that was. And so – but great yeah. for Arkansas. Absolutely. You, you had two top 15 defenses there. When you look yeah. at – just looking at Kim Palm's efficiency ratings, Arkansas – 14th, I think they're 15th today, and then LSU came in that game fourth. Now they're fifth, but but you know an elite defense, and we saw how many deflections and how many turnovers that, that LSU was able to create with some of those traps. Um, and and but at the same time, when you're using that length and you're reaching, you're gonna you're gonna contact guys. Note looked like he was trapped on that sideline. There were three LSU guys there. And and Wani Wilkinson reaches in. I mean, reaches yeah. down. You know, it's a, it was a legitimate foul. I mean, fouled him across the forearm. Uh, so that was the right call. Even though yeah. oh, no they doubt. talk about officials taking games over, what else is the official supposed to do at that point? That's a foul, and it you know it impeded Arkansas's chance to score uh, by doing that. So I think it was the right call. And of course, Note shakes off all his offensive woes. By the way, he's scored in double figures in every game this year. He's played in yep. 29 of the 30 games. We know he missed a game uh, early in SEC play. Uh, but he, but he's scored in double figures in every game, and he scored nine of his 12 points in the last 10 minutes. So he did just enough to help guys like Stanley Amudi and Adiz Tony, who I thought were outstanding, play into their strengths. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Jalen Williams, another double-double, and, and his offense was good. Uh, for most of the game and, until the end when he fouled out. But this, you know, this is a team now that you can't just – I mean, J.D. Note and, and, and Jalen Williams, to me, are first-team All-SEC guys. I don't know if it's going to play out that way when the voting goes through. Uh, but, it, you know, if not, something's wrong there. But the supporting cast in that top six, seven rotation has been really, really good. You look at Kamani Johnson last night, a guy that we don't talk a ton about, but just just some of those hustle plays, that offensive rebound late, getting to the free throw line on the on the flagrant one, just just some of the things that guys are able to do to help this team that we don't talk as much about. But you don't win 14 out of 15 with just two guys carrying the bread. Those other guys helping there, and I think um, I think Arkansas goes into Tennessee, a team that hasn't lost at home this year. I think Arkansas goes in there with a real chance to win that game, uh, just because of how they find ways to be in games late, and then they. They seem to fix. They seem to solve the puzzle better than the other teams do in the end. And I think if Arkansas's in that game, no reason to think Tennessee won't come out go into the SEC tournament with its first home loss of the season. Ooh wee prediction by wow. Kevin. Like okay, it. well I do think on you know several of the SEC teams they pick ten guys on the first team. I think Note and Williams will make those teams. I think both of them will. Yeah. Uh, now if somebody just picks five. Neither one of them may make it, but uh, but I think if there's a 10-man team, I think both those guys will make it. And it, it is amazing to watch this team just be resourceful. You know, somebody asked me earlier today, they said, what is it about this team? And I said that um, there are two players I've seen in all the years, the four decades of watching Razorback basketball, that lifted the play of the entire team. Sidney Moncrief. Uh, especially after Brewer and Delph were gone, lifted the play of the entire team in 1979. Lee Mayberry mm-hmm. did the same thing, even though he was surrounded with Todd Day and Oliver Miller, 
it was Lee Mayberry that when the team needed something done, Lee Mayberry did it. Um, you could almost put Scotty Thurman in that range because he hit so many last-second shots, but he didn't do it all the time. But, but those two guys lifted the play of the entire team. This team doesn't have a player like that, but it's almost like the whole team does it. It's, if one, it's like okay, a Mude, okay, they're on, they're all over Note, so a Mude scores twenty-three points. You know, Tony gets eighteen points. It's almost like if somebody else doesn't, Jalen Williams is out of the game the last four and a half minutes, and they're down four when he goes out, and they still win. The yeah. whole team does something to rise up to the occasion, and I'm not sure. You, I think that is a rare, rare, rare thing we're watching. I think part of that, Rick, and I go back to last year when this team overcame double-digit deficit games like 11, 12 times to win. Yeah. I think the common denominator is Eric Mussman. And what I think is you're really seeing the NBA quality of attention to detail, and especially in the, game, in the games where guys are not rattled, they, 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 they stick to their knitting, they, go, they stick to the game plan. If the game plan has to change in games, they understand how to do that without – overreacting or getting too, you know, nervous or, or whatever it is. I mean, I think that a part of this is is the DNA of how, they, how they're coached. And I think they're prepared, and I think they're – to me, they look as ready as any, any group of players I've seen at the end of games to finish it out. And it, and it doesn't matter what it takes. It, it could be a different – you know, because they don't have the exact same way that they win games other than they find a way to win. And – um, I think part of that's that the, the NBA pedigree and how they're taught. Um, in other words, I'm not take, trying to discredit the individual players themselves. Obviously, they've got to make the plays and execute, but I think they're so well-prepared and they're so well-trained on how to deal with things on the fly. They look better. They, to, to me, they, look, they react smarter. Now, they're not perfect, but they act smarter, react smarter in situations than their opponents do. Um and, you know, that's not always the case. They did stumble at Alabama uh, five, six games ago. You're not going to be perfect. Uh, but I can't, you know, I, I go back again to last year and this year. When you're winning that many games through the middle, you know, you start in the middle of January and you just basically soldier through the rest of it into March like this, um, what, what's the common denominator? And I think it's preparation and I think it's that NBA mentality that Eric Nelson brings. Uh, they handle their business like pros in tough game situations. Hard to argue with much that you said so far. We got to take a break here in a second, so I'll ask this real quick. Any feedback after a game like that from Anthony Black? Do you hear anything after a game like that? Yeah, I haven't reached out or heard from Anthony Black after this particular game. Uh, I do know that he's, you know, Arkansas in great spot with him, and we could be getting an answer sometime this month on what his decision is. Hang tight, Kevin. All right, that's Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Courtesy of Hogville.net, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Again, joined by Kevin McPherson. Better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Well, we said it's March Madness. The 12th seeded Little Rock Trojans 
knock off the fifth seated South Alabama, 75-71. Freshman Jordan Jefferson, 24 points, 8 of 9 beyond the three-point line. Ray Tucker's a happy guy. That's good, not good. That's great. Pretty good shooting. 24 points by the freshman, 8 of 9 beyond the three-point line. Let's check in with Steve. Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hello, gentlemen. What's up, buddy? Well, you know, Randy, last night when Jalen fouled out, I was like, oh, no, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I saw something in that team I had, that I've been seeing all year long. It's like, okay, one of our main cogs in the, uh, on the team, he's fouled out. Let's pick it up. And I think what is helping this team is the fact that Jalen, J.D. Note, and Devo Davis was a part of that team last year that won, what was it, 12 uh, comeback from behind double-digit uh, deficit? It was a bunch. Yeah. And I think that's what's really helped this team. And I like the fact that this team is a – older bunch instead of uh, saying we got a bunch of freshmen and they they panic in, in situations like last night. But, uh, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, we give every, just about everybody their first conference loss. So why not go to Tennessee and give it his first uh, home loss? I mean, it's well, going to be a sure. battle. It will be. But uh, I feel pretty good uh, going into Tennessee. But, guys, this team is so much fun to watch. And you know what uh, Coach Muss ought to do? What's that? You remember how Nolan would circle the wagons when Arkansas was not getting respect? Yeah. He would circle the wagons, and he would say, hey, this is what we're all about. And those guys would go out there and perform like like a world beaters. You know, we had a caller last night when Nolan was on that reminded him and asked if and, he uh, remembered that's all this. I have, guys. Okay. And, of Thank course, you, he Steve. did about when people were saying when Duke played Arkansas for the national championship, there were those saying, well, Duke will win because they're the smarter team. But- you think Nolan didn't use that for motivation? He sure did. He says, yeah, what kind of IQ does it take to dunk? <laughs> and anyway, he said that last night. He said, man, if you've got good basketball IQ, you know, you're saying Duke was smarter than the Razor, but he used that. And so to that point, you know, I'm sure Muss is going to use this NET. He talked about it last night after the game. I'll bet he uses that from this point on. Right. If I recall, Duke was about four points smart, not as smart as Arkansas on that basketball test. <laughs> That's right. Um, they needed a, they needed five to be smarter. Um, you know, Arkansas. You know, we we t- talking about smart and the NCAA net. You know, Musman's been talking about the net rankings last night uh, during his press conference today with the media. It came back up and. He said his wife asked him, you know, can he be fined for complaining about the net? Like he can be fined for complaining about the officials. And he said, 
Yeah, he said, well, you can't you can't be fined. He goes, but still, you know, just kind of looking at it, he's speechless. There seems to be, and I tweeted this earlier today, some impenetrable force field in the top 20 for Arkansas to crack it because, you know, still outside the top 20, they moved up two spots to 21. Arkansas is 5-0 and against teams ranked in the net top 20. Now, we know those losses against Hofstra and Vanderbilt specifically are the ones that are kind of keeping Arkansas there. But, I mean, LSU, Alabama, those teams are bracketing Arkansas right now in net. LSU's ranked a little higher. LSU just a few spots back. Hey, Alabama lost in Hall Bay and Elm last teams, night. They've got some bad losses and a lot of losses. Yeah, yeah, Alabama lost at and home they last finally night failed. to Texas They finally A&M. fell to, like, number 25. Oh, did they? Wow, yeah. to 25. Wow. They really tumbled, yeah. Mm. Uh, hard, 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 long fall there for Bama. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's interesting because there's not going to be a there, – there's not – whether it's human polls, any different analytics, computer rankings, there's always going to be stuff to argue about and complain about. But it does seem to be odd uh, that, that Arkansas – it seems like the value of those bad losses far outweighs the good relative to how yes. some other t- – I mean, Alabama's got, yes. a, got a loss to Missouri. They've got some yes. other losses. And then you're in the double digits and losses with some of these teams, so you're wondering, well, how good were some of those wins then? Because Arkansas's got some pretty darn good wins. Yes. Again, 5-0 and against the net top 20. I don't – you know, that's a lot – that's probably better than a lot of teams that have even – ranked ahead of the, of the Hogs right now in that. I know I think Houston's maybe one and three against the net top 20 or 25, so it's interesting. Let's check in with Larry. Larry, good afternoon. Never mind. Yeah, well, I, I, I try not to belabor this because I know in some cases it gets to be somewhat boring, but um, the women, as an example, this was before – Today's game, which they did win in overtime against Missouri in the first round, it was eight mm-hmm. versus nine of the Southeastern Conference Tournament. Uh, they were 32, and I don't expect them to move a lick. But yet there's some teams down below them that you could do the same head scratching, such as Kentucky. Kentucky is really good. Now, they've had injuries. And they're finally back to 100%. But they're number 39. So, who knows? Yeah. And, well, uh, it was a big win for Arkansas. It was a tough a tough game offensively for the Hogs in the first half. Amber Ramirez got her shot going in the second half, a big third quarter. And I was so impressed with the young players go forth and, and Wolfenbarger and how tough they were in blue-collar plays, rebounding, blocking shots, doing some of those things. Uh, but Arkansas, you know, was a projected, what, 10 seed going into that game. Missouri was the bubble team, and Missouri's the only team to upset South Carolina this year. Yeah, yeah. And Arkansas, I think Arkansas, what, went 3-0 and against Missouri? Yes, 3-0. Basketball's an interesting sport, isn't it? And that, that's how things go. But Arkansas, if it had any concerns about it being on a bubble, and I don't think it was, uh, it took care of that business today. And now they get rewarded with South Carolina, the Razorbacks yeah. do. So. yeah. Uh, back to the men for what it's worth. Uh, I kind of repeated this earlier, Kevin. Not sure if you heard. Kentucky uh, still at five. Tennessee still at nine. Auburn actually moved up a point. Uh, they went from 11 to 10. LSU remained the same at number 16 with a 20 and 10 record. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, amazing. 
Um, Arkansas 21 moved up uh, two spots. Alabama was 21, dropped four spots to 25. And uh, let's see, that's all there is on that sheet. Only printed to the top 49. So, anyway, that's where we are. All right. Kevin, that time went fast today. We will talk with you uh, next week. But it's Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoopsville. Courtesy of Hogville.net.